No Bible. Oh, well, that's that. Oh, here we are. Thank you very much. Look at that. <laughs> well, after you have a move of God like that, you just want to sit and cry and then be quiet. Don't sort of want other meetings, really. <laughs> but we need to keep going because we've still got some things to get through. Okay. And we'll do another altar call this morning. It'll be great. I'll just get teaching a little further and let's see if we can go through the list of doorways. Okay, so we, we started off and we were talking about that for demons to come into a person's life, they need to have a, a route, a door, a path in way. So, so in the spirit world, things work through gateways. Spiritual gateways. Now you are called to be a gateway for heaven to come into earth. But you can open a gateway for demons to come into you and into the earth. When we receive Jesus Christ, we open a gateway into the realm of God. And so what we're looking at is we're looking at the gateways demons use to come into people. And we saw they broadly formed under two areas, uh, um, traumatic or painful experiences and uh, patterns or uh, um, legal grounds or legal rights for demons to come in. So uh, we looked at uh, generational curses and equity, uh, occult involvement, habits of sin. And I'll go through the next group reasonably quickly now. So another one which really comes under habits of sin is the area of sexual sin. Uh, in uh, Luke chapter 4, verse 33 to 36, the Bible tells us Jesus was teaching in the synagogue and there was a man who had an unclean spirit. So this example of Jesus' public deliverance. has an unclean demon. And the demon cries out with a loud voice, Leave us alone, what have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And so Jesus rebuked him and be quiet, come out of him, and the demon threw him down and came out. Without me teaching a whole teaching around this area, let me just share with you why sexual sin opens the door for evil spirits. God has created us for intimacy. Intimacy means you share yourself and become known, and you also know someone else. So God has given us the capacity to be intimate. He's also given us a need to be intimate. We need to feel that someone knows us and that we know them. So the need for intimacy is built into human beings. And God has created us with an ability to be intimate with Him. And that intimacy is a spirit-to-spirit -spirit closeness or bonding. 
But he's also given us, because we're human beings, the capacity to be intimate with another human being. And uh, in order to, uh, and so God set in, uh, in process, he set in, uh, into the realm of the spirit a law or principle. And the law is like this. Two shall become one. So that is, it's a law like the law of sowing and reaping. So God created man and woman so that they are able to reproduce and to be intimate with one another. And all God's design, all God's idea. Now, when two people are sexually intimate, there is a law begins to operate and they bond and the two become one flesh. So there is a bonding takes place, spirit to spirit, soul to soul, body to body. Because we are spirit beings, God's design is that your spirit and soul would flow through your body and connect with the other person. So that sexual intercourse is not just about two bodies coming together. It's about two people in their hearts flowing to one another. Now, this is going to be a problem. Because if God has put a law in place that if two people are sexual, they bond with one another, what happens if the relationship breaks up? So God set a boundary around this kind of uh, uh, connection. It's called the covenant of marriage. So God designed the covenant of marriage. So that two people would make a lifelong commitment to one another. And that covenant would be to care for one another, not to harm one another. So when that kind of commitment lifelong is made, it becomes safe to become intimate. Because the two are committed together for life. The nature of God's relationship with us is covenantal. So it's not a contract. A contract, I give this to you, you give this to me. You don't keep your part, I don't keep my part. God does not operate that way. God operates by covenant. He initiates covenant. And so in that covenant, He gives Himself to us. And he asked, we give ourselves to him. Throughout the Bible, God formed covenants with man. And covenants were always formed with words spoken, promises made, and blood shed. So marriage is a marriage covenant. When Jesus came and he introduced us to a new covenant, 
不是随便的连接。你是守约的人。你是守约的人。你是守约的人。你是守约的人。你是守约的人。你是守约的人。你是守约的人。你是守约的人。你是守约的人。你是守约的人。你是守约的人。你是守约的人。你是守约的人。你
when you commit sexual sin, 他说当你犯性方面的罪， firstly in sexual union you're joined to one another. 首先呢，在性关系里面呢，你已经结合了。So how are you joined? First of all, it's physical. 如何结合呢？是身体上的。Secondly, there is a soul tie formed. 第二呢，就形成了魂结。Your soul becomes bonded to the other person. 你们两个人的魂呢是连接在一起。And in your soul, there are vivid memories of the experience. 你的魂呢会记起这个经历来。And there is a connection between the two of you called a soul tie. 两个人会有连接，称为魂结。Now, when people break up their relationship, 当人们呢他们的关系不在了。Usually, there's hurt. Grief, disappointment, and all kinds of things go with that. 一般上会有伤害、哀痛、失望和各种的情绪。So the impact on a person affects them in several ways. 对这个人的影响呢，有几个方式。Number one, the conscience remembers the sin. 第一呢，他的良知会记起这个罪。There is something about sexual sin that's very hard to get over. 性方面的罪呢，是很难摆脱的。You seem to keep being aware of it all the time. 你好像总是会意识到。And it reminds you you're not good enough somehow for God. 他会提醒你呢，对神而言你不够好。So sexual sin affects the conscience. 罪方呃性方面的罪呢，它会影响你的良知。Uh, the part of your brain that is involved in worshiping God is also the part of the brain used in sexual intimacy. 你大脑使用来敬拜神的那个部分呢，也是用来性关系的那个部分。It's your capacity to give yourself. 所以你可以献上自己的能力。So for example, it's not uncommon for people in a worship service. 比如说很呃很常见的是在敬拜的时候呢，在敬拜神的时候 ，to have unclean spirits invade their mind with unclean pictures。很多时候有不洁的灵，有不洁的画面侵略他们，很常见的。So this is why we're to love God passionately, keep our heart pure。所以我们的心要纯洁、热诚的来爱神。So when a person, two people are involved sexually， 当两个人有性方面的关系 ，Number one, you're spiritually affected。第一呢，会影响你的灵。In two ways. 两个方式。One, your conscience remembers what has happened and finds it hard to let it go. 一的良知会记起来，而且很难放开。Two, demonic spirits are able to come into your life. 二呢，邪灵可以进入到你的生命里面。Why can they do that? 为什么可以这么做 ？Very simply, here's why. 很简单的这么说。If the two of us are sexually connected, 在性方面有关系。This is what God has decreed. 这是神所定命所立命的。To become one. So now, from the spirit world, there's one person. So whatever has access to her life, can come to me. Whatever has access to my life, can come to her. You won't be careful who you have sex with. So you have to be careful who you have sex with. Because it's not just the diseases you can pick up; it's also their demons. Not only is it diseases, their spirits also. I was called to a house uh, last year. 去年呢，他们叫我去一个人的家。And, uh, the house was haunted. 这个家呢是闹鬼的。And I came in there, and there's a, a a woman and her man and her daughter and his man. <laughs> 然后呢，他有看到这个女生跟他的、uh, 他的那个啊，还有个男生，还有他的女儿跟另外一个男生。And, and so anyway, um, I, there's a tormenting spirit in the house. 这家中有一个折磨的灵。And I said, "How long has it been there?" 我说已经多久了 ？I said it's only been there a week. 哦，才一个星期。And I said, "Well, what happened a week ago?" 我说一个星期前发什么事啊 ？The daughter and the boyfriend came to live in the house. 哦，是女儿跟男朋友呢一起住在这个家中。No trouble before that. 之前没有问题吗 ？Okay, then the trouble is with the the daughter and the and the boyfriend. 那问题就是女儿跟男朋友的问题了。So I said, "One of you brought the demon into the house." 是你们其中一个人把这个邪灵给带进来的。So has any of you, either of you, been involved in the occult? 你们其中一位有没有参与过巫术 ？And they both said no. 他们两个说没有。I said, "Well, let's just have a look a bit further." I said, 
是往一步看。I said to the guy, did you have this trouble before you met her? 我就问这个男生说，在这之前你有这个问题吗 ？No. 没有。She, I said to her, "Did you have this trouble before you met him?" 我就问男生，你呃问女生，你见到男生之前有这个问题吗？有。I said, "You're the doorway through which the demon has come." 我就说，那你就是邪灵进来的那道门了。So I said, "Were you involved in the occult? Because this is clearly an occultic demon." 是参与巫术吗？因为很清楚是巫术的邪灵。It was around the house, moving and making noise and frightening people. 在家中啊，动东西呀、啊，吓人啊。And while I was there, I could hear it in the house. 我在那里的时候还可以听见嘞。And they could hear it in the house too. 他们也可以听见。Who can you hear? Can you hear? 你听到了吗？你听到了吗 ？I see, I hear it. Don't worry. 对啊，对啊，对啊，听到了，别担心啦。It'll go soon enough. 啊，很快就离开了。I said, I want to find out how it got here. 我要知道它是怎么来的。And I said, "All right," to the girl. I said, "Were you ever involved in the occult?" 我就问女生说，你有参与巫术吗 ？She said, "No." 她说没有。I said, "Did you ever sleep or have sexual relationship with a young man who was involved in the occult?" 你有没有跟呢一个参与巫术的年轻人犯啊有过性关系 ？Yes, my last boyfriend. 她说有，我上一个男朋友。I said, "Was the breakup nasty?" 那时候你们分手时候很糟糕的情况吗 ？Yes. 她说是。Said, "Did he curse you?" Yes, he did. I said, "Well, you are the reason the doorway, the the spirit has come through." Because you had sex with him, you become one with him. You Because of God's law that two become one, sexual sin has got problems associated with it. No other sin has. That's why it says, no matter what else you do in in sin, it's outside you. But this one, something happens inside you. He said, 不管你做什么的事，你甚至之外，但这里呢是在甚至里面。And so, number one, there's spiritual defilement. Number two, there are soul ties or bondings which are ungodly. Ungodly soul ties. Form with the partner. The other is with this partner has unclean connections. And that allows demons to come in, and it also keeps you remembering the person. This demon that comes in also allows you to remember this person. It's like you are still attached to them. It's like you are still attached to them. And you try to forget, but somehow your soul won't let go. You want to forget, but your soul won't let go. Without me asking to say who. 你们有些人，我不用问谁了。There will be many of you here who have had previous sexual relationships. 你们可能之前有发生过性关系。And even though you're in Bible school and trying hard to serve God, 虽然在神学院呢很努力想要服侍神。It's like your soul won't forget those sexual connections. 但就像是你的魂呢不肯忘记这些性的关系。It's as if you were joined still. And even though you try and push the memories aside, they just keep coming back. When you're married and being intimate, you suddenly have these memories. If you're The third thing that happens is that when people break up in their relationships, they often react out of their pain. And the common ways of reacting out of pain are to make inner vows never to be hurt again. Inner vow is a vow you speak into yourself. And it usually has the word "never" in it. 一般上你会说永远。
I'll never let anyone do that again. Never open my life like that again. And in a vow, I'll never let that happen again. Means you wall your heart up with hurt and bitterness. Another thing that can happen in the heart is that the heart uh, forms judgments. Bitter judgments. Well, relationships will never work out. Marriage will never work out. Men will never be. Never, I'll never let men get near me. Men will always let you down. So you begin to have bitter judgments and expectancies about what men or women will be like to you in future relationships. There can often be a deep shame. I found in Asia, shame is very, very common associated with sexual sin. Particularly if the young girl was looking to be loved, and then the man, after he had sexual relationship, then just dropped her like she was an old rag doll. 特别是年轻的女生啊，想要被爱，而跟男人有性关系之后呢，被利用就被丢掉了，她会有很大的羞耻感。And there can be all forms of anger and bitterness form in the heart because of that. 还有各种各样的愤怒和苦毒。So sexual sin does create some problems. 性方面的罪呢，会造成一些问题。And you can be set free. 你可以的，自由的。It does require repentance. Releasing forgiveness to the people you've been involved with, and renouncing and cutting the attachments, the soul ties to the previous partners. 弃绝隔绝呢，跟之前配偶的一些连接混接。Man has the capacity to be bonded in all kinds of ways. And what I want to do is read out for you a list of some of the sins the Bible talks about. Uh, and I'll just explain them. Without going into too many details. The reason I'll do this is because there is such a widespread lack of understanding. And a lack of morality. So we'll just give you a number of sexual sins, and you may have a little checklist. 还有几样呢？然后你可以自己去勾一下，看一下。Keep it to yourself. 好，你们自己勾就好了。Okay then. So I'll just list them for you and give you scripture reference. 好，我写出来了，然后给你们一些经文的参考。It may well be as you go through the list, you realize, man, I've got a whole heap of stuff. We'll come up in an altar call and we'll pray for you later. Okay then. So first of all, fornication. Fornication, one Corinthians six eighteen. Sexual intimacy outside marriage. The Bible calls it fornication. Adultery. Leviticus twenty ten. Having sexual relationship with someone who is you are married. And this is someone who's not your wife or husband. You 已经结婚了，但不是跟丈夫或妻子发生性关系。And adultery includes not just the physical act of penetration; it also includes heavy petting and all that goes with that. 而呢，犯奸淫呢，不仅仅是有植入呢，还有当有抚摸这些也算。Homosexuality and lesbianism. 同性恋。
Leviticus 你参与色情呢开始影响你的大脑的运作 if you have a serious problem with that, you'd need to get some help because you'll have to form accountable relationships to stay free. Often associated with pornography is masturbation, quite habitual masturbation. The Bible really doesn't have anything much to say about that. But my experience from counseling and working with people is it becomes a, an addictive way of solving life's conflicts and problems. And a form of false comfort and self-idolatry that in the end, the person withdraws from good relationships. In the Bible, uh, in Leviticus 20, verse 10, specifically refers to the sin of sodomy or anal sex. And some marriages, husbands force their wife to do this. Persuade their wife that this is an acceptable part of marriage. But God calls this a perversion. And the woman will be deeply defiled by this. And if you're doing this, you need to repent. Because it opens the way for perversion to come into your marriage, and many other problems will come. 会打开了让你的一个生命里面会被扭曲。当你付钱的嫖妓。当你付钱的嫖妓。当你付钱的嫖妓。当你付钱的嫖妓。当你付钱的嫖妓。当你付钱的嫖妓。当你付钱的
Many times, sexual problems in families are because in the family somewhere there's been incest. Even if you are not aware of the incest, it may have happened without you being aware of it. Sinwa 还有过去的最带来的影响。第二呢，要就是打破了之间的环节。Soul Soul ties can be formed uh, to even to animals. Even if a person's been molested, they may feel they can never get rid of the defilement of that person out of their life. The, the, the code of silence or secrecy needs to be broken. And then as soon as it is, the darkness and the grief and the isolation it caused, immediately a person can be set free. Depending on how severe the uh, sexual abuse was, you may need specialist help and counsel to walk out of it. So one repentance of sin, two renounce the soul ties, three release forgiveness, release forgiveness, and renounce any vows or judgments you formed in your heart that would keep walls in your heart. And then ask the 
经历啊，或者是画面，或者是色情的网站。你要知道，他们一回来。If you try and say I shouldn't think that, power increases in your mind. His ability will increase because you're coming under the law. If you find images coming back, you find images coming back. This is what you do with them. This is what you do with them. You won't find this anywhere. This is what you do with them. You won't find this anywhere. You won't find this anywhere. You He spoke to the fig tree, and he cursed the fig tree by saying, "Don't bring forth any more fruit." He said, "You don't bring forth any more fruit." He forbade the tree to bring forth fruit. 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 By way of neurons connected to one another, forms a memory tree. When you have memories, the neurons are connected to one another. Sexual memories are very strong. And sexual memories are very strong. So if the image comes up, if the image comes up, it's no use saying I shouldn't think about that. You can't just say I shouldn't think about that. It's no use saying I shouldn't think about that. You can't just say I shouldn't think about that. It's no use saying I shouldn't think about that. You can't just say I shouldn't think about that. It's no use saying I shouldn't think about that. You can't just say I shouldn't think about that. It's no use saying I shouldn't think about that. I curse that And the pictures will become just very less intense, gradually fade away. This image will become more and more vivid, and gradually fade away. When you remember a thought, it comes alive, and you can either add to it or diminish it. When you think about a thought, it has life. You can either add it or diminish it. I discovered that by looking at the thought and cursing it and painting it out with the blood of Jesus. It just the memory of it just goes. I found out that I had a thought, and I cursed it with the blood of Jesus. And then swiftly, redirect your attention somewhere else. And then swiftly, redirect your attention somewhere else. So let's go look at some other things here now. 好，来看其他的东西。Right, how many had one of those things that they know they're going to have to deal with? 有多少人知道是你有处理需要处理的 ？Okay, there's one honest person over there. 好，只有一个坦白的人。We'll have an altar call a bit later. 待会会有呼召。Okay, the the next one we'll have a look at is rejection. 下一个方面呢是拒绝。Rejection is a traumatic experience. 拒绝是种创伤的经历。And when people are rejected, 当人们被拒绝。Then often one, it's a very painful experience to have it happen. 很多时候那是一个很痛苦的经历。So rejection is a painful experience. 拒绝呢是一个很痛苦的经历。But it becomes also a judgment we form in our heart. 但也变成我们心中的论断。It becomes a belief we form about ourselves. 变成我们对自己的信仰。So a person rejects you; they can do that for all manner of reasons. 一个人拒绝你呢，可能有不同的理由。But if you conclude I'm unwanted, 
果你的总结呢是呢，没有人要我。Now that's a judgment in your own heart. It's your own belief. 那现在是你心中的一个论断，变成你自己的信仰了。And so when people are rejected, 当别人被拒绝 ，firstly they have pain of that rejection. 首先呢是有痛苦 ，grief goes with it. 有一个哀伤。Secondly, they often form conclusions that aren't right. 第二呢，很多他们会下出一些不对的结论。Be not, or 啊，一定是我不可爱，没有人要我，我有问题。So begin to form rejection belief structures in their heart. 他们就开始心中有拒绝的一个信仰系统，变得苦毒。And they start to expect that they'll be rejected. 他们就开始以为呢，觉得他们会被拒绝。And so rejection is a painful experience. 拒绝是非常痛苦的经历。That has grief with it. It is a judgment or belief a person has in the heart. 是一个人心中的论断和信仰。And there are also spirits that intensify and make it a big problem. 而邪灵呢会让它更激烈，让它成为问题。So when a person's struggling with rejection, 当一个人挣扎在拒绝里面 ，they usually have a cluster of spirits work with them. 一般上呢是有一组的邪灵在动工。A spirit of rejection. I expect to be rejected. 拒绝的灵呢？我觉得我会被拒绝。Spirit of self-rejection, self-hate. I hate myself. I, I don't like myself. 自我拒绝、自我恨恶的灵呢？我不喜欢我自己，我拒绝我自己。Spirit of self-pity. 还有自哀自怜的灵。I feel sorry for myself. 啊，我感觉自己好可怜。Nobody cares about me. 没有人关心我。There's no love in this church at all. 在这个教会都没有人爱我。All of that kind of stuff. 啊，这样的东西。And with it, unbelief. 还有不信。No one could love me. 没有人可以爱我。And specifically, God. Doesn't love me. 很明确的，神不爱我。Now this becomes a major barrier to receiving from God. 这个成为很大的拦阻，让你不能够领受。Because if you come towards God believing you're not good enough, 如果你带着这种态度觉得你不够好来到神面前 ，you will deny the truth that someone has made you acceptable. 你就否认了这个事实呢，是有人让你被接纳了。你发现呢，从事那里你很难领受。当一个人有深深的拒绝感。They tend to become very angry, reactionary, competitive, and they fight. Or they get easily hurt and offended and rejected and withdraw. Or they can be either. Highly competitive, and or then suddenly they withdraw and reject it. And and they find it hard to receive anything from God. So interestingly enough, a person who's deeply rejected, 很有趣的是呢，深深受拒绝的人 will find it hard to receive from God for themselves. 发现呢自己很难从神那里领受什么。So they pray for everyone else. 他们会为每个人祷告。But they can't pray for themselves. 但却不能为自己祷告。They find it hard to receive a compliment. Hard-to-receive-a-gift.很难接受礼物。但却发现呢，自己很难从神那里领受什么。你发现他们的教会里面呢，却是很努力的服侍。Hoping somehow, if they give out to someone else, they'll be acknowledged and accepted.他们因为
He has made us already acceptable. You can't do anything more to be more acceptable to God. Your relationship with God is based on what Jesus did, not on what you do. Rejection is in your heart. You struggle to try and be good enough for God, good enough for this, good enough for that, good enough for the cell leader, good enough for the pastor. But when we're accepted in our heart and know God accepts us, we are free from being manipulated in the victim game and we can just serve and give without worrying how people respond. Because our service is a gift to them, it's not a trade. I give you this, you give me some acceptance. All believers need to be firmly established. I am right with God because of what Jesus did for me. God doesn't love you more because you prayed harder. He doesn't love you less because you didn't pray today. He does not operate with us like the world operates. The world says if you're good, you're accepted. If you're not good, you're rejected. God said, I found you rejected and I accept you. And it's my gift to you. But you have to get the truth of that in your heart. And to get the truth of that in your heart, you have to break free of the roots of rejection and the spirits that go with it. And that requires deliverance and healing. So let, let me give you some common experiences people have that cause rejection to start to grow in their life. Uh, firstly, uh, the child is unwanted. Rejection in the womb. So, uh, a woman gets pregnant and they're not married. The first response is to reject the child. Or they may be married, but it's not the right timing, and so they tend to reject the, the child. If the mother attempts an abortion and fails, the child will grow from the womb being rejected. And we usually have immense bonding troubles in life. Uh, if, a, if a child was a female and the whole family were expecting a male, the girl can be born deeply rejected. child has some kind of physical or other uh, slow development, uh, often they can feel the rejection of the parents. Down, a child can interpret that as being rejected. Uh, if there's emotional coldness, a child can interpret that just being unloved or rejected. School experiences, broken relationships, is just endless number of these things. Again, the core thing underneath is I need to recognize that I have a problem. Track it to when I started to believe this lie. Release forgiveness. Renounce the lie. And start to believe the truth and meditate in the truth. Another area that opens the doorway for uh, spirits to come in. 
另外一个方面的让邪灵进来的是，是掌控人或虐待的关系。Controlling relationships create deep impacts in people's life, and usually they end up demonized. 这样的关系呢，可以是真的影响人，很多时候会有邪灵进来。Sexual abuse, verbal abuse, violent abuse, all hurt the person. They feel rejected, and they become traumatized by what's happened. 性方面的虐待，或者是口中的虐待，或者是暴力呢，也可以影响这个人，很多时候会受创伤。When people are in a controlling relationship, it can bring trauma to them. It can bring rejection. Tremendous fear of being rejected. And deep anger and bitterness that they're being treated that way. Unfortunately, many families operate like that. And so children grow up quite rejected. They can't follow the dreams God put in their heart. They feel controlled and made to fulfill someone else's dream. So we have to recognize when we've been under that kind of witchcraft and control, and learn how to deal with the emotional effect on our life. So when I find people in controlling relationships, one thing I usually do is lead them in a prayer. To renounce the control, renounce the soul tie, and you find often there'll be all kinds of spirits come out of them, spirits of rejection and fear and death. And then the person set free. Another way demons come into people is through traumas and accidents. Spirits of fear and shock come in. And I found you need to break the soul tie to the traumatic event, and then command the spirits to come out. Spirits can come in through curses. People can be cursed by by their authority figures. Parents sometimes curse their children by speaking negatively over them. People can curse themselves. I'm a failure. I'll never do any good. When you speak that over your life, you're starting to curse yourself. We need to learn to speak God's word over our life and speak blessing over our life. There are some curses that God has set in place for breaking His law. So we dishonor our parents. Things, bad things happen in our life and relationships. Sometimes people become cursed by people operating in the occult powers. So quite commonly, missionaries that go to Asian nations or African nations where there's occult power find themselves in immense conflict where there's sorcery attacks on them. 很多时候，教士啊，到亚洲或非洲的国家呢，会发现到有很多时候有巫术的一个攻击在他们身上。And sometimes demons will transfer by by transference from watching a movie, playing a game, listening to music. 有时候邪灵啊，是透过转移，像听音乐、看电影、玩游戏呢，可能会转移到你身上。
So how would we recognize if there were demons inside a person? How would we tell if a person's demonized? Well, there are two ways you can you can tell. The first one is by、uh, observation. You just ask questions. And you can conclude quite simply: there must be demons operating in there. You can conclude that there must be demons operating in there. Because the problems can't seem to be overcome. So how would I know if there were demons inside a person? The two main ways is one is by、um, just、uh, observation and conclusions. The other one is by gift of discerning of spirits. The other one is by gift of discerning of spirits. The other one is by gift of discerning of spirits. Is God reveals to you the root cause of something operating? How does He do it? He just drops a thought into your mind, a picture into your mind, a word into your mind. So sometimes when I'm walking along, I just name, death, fear, torment, rejection. God has dropped the name into my mind, and so as I name it, the spirits would come up. So the most powerful way of discerning or finding out what spirits are there is listening for God to show you. So the gift of discerning of spirits, God reveals the root cause of the problem. And discerning of spirits operates in four areas. One, we discern what God is doing. You notice this morning I had a plan of where I was going, but I discerned God wanted to do something different. So I changed my plan. Discerning what God wanted to do. Just a feeling. I started to feel tears come, and I could feel the presence of God, and I discerned God wanted to do something. Two discernment works in revealing or uncovering the activity of demonic spirits. It identifies a spirit as present and perhaps what its name is. Three discerning of spirits helps you see right into the heart, into the root of a person's problem. In Acts chapter eight. Acts eight. Simon the sorcerer wanted to pay for power. And Peter there was bitterness and iniquity or crookedness in his heart. So discernment will help you see right to the root of something. Helps you see clearly what you're dealing with. And discernment will help you recognize the activity of angels in a room or in a meeting. So how does discernment of spirits come? It comes just as a thought, impression, idea. As you're in the middle of counselling or working with someone or praying for someone. 可能为个人祷告啊或辅导的时候呢，突然间一个想法、一个感受、一个印象。The other way is I have to work it out. 另外一个方式呢，是我要自己给列出来。So there are a number of ways, number of things you'd look for. 你可以找的几样东西是。Number one. 首先。Demonic disturbances. 
if they've got demons troubling them, they've got demons. <laughs> Sounds, noises, moving things, tormenting dreams. They've got any of those things, there's demons there. Or they may have recurring problems they can't seem to get free of. Most likely there are demons there. Or they may have recurring problems problems in their mind and their thought life. It's probably energized by a demon. Or they may have recurring emotional problems. It's probably energized by a demon. Or they may have recurring addictions. It's probably a demon underneath it. It's not the only thing that's there, but it's often what's causing the energy in it to, so they can't get the victory. So with a mixture of asking questions and learning to listen to the Holy Spirit, we can pick up what we need to pray for. So I tend to ask the person, what is the problem? How long have you had this problem? How does it affect you? Did anything happen when this started? What are you doing to try and be free of it? And then I look for hidden root systems of the heart. So in the next session, I'll share with you some of the bondages of the heart to look for and identify. And then we'll show you how you cast out demons. It's actually quite straightforward casting demons out. The harder part is to work out what to deal with in the person's life so that they become free. Okay, so we've covered them, we've looked at the doors of entry, and we've all looked at how we identify the demons are present. In the next session, we want to look at the bondages that are formed in the heart, what the person needs to do to get free. There are some things the person themselves needs to do. And then how do you pray, to the, pray for them to get them delivered? So we'll cover that tomorrow. And then on Friday, we'll look then at how you keep the person free. What must they do to stay free? And we'll look then also about developing, uh, having experiences with God. Alright then, now we've got to half past twelve. So we've got about a half an hour left in the session. So what we'll do is we'll have another altar call. And I saw a lot of people going very quiet when I made that list of sexual sins. So tell the person next to you, I think that one you need to come up on. Just trying to be helpful. But <laughs> okay, so what we want to do is just give you an opportunity if there's been sexual sin or sexual abuse, if there's been a rejection of any kind, or been controlling relationships which left you really deeply impacted. Oh, sorry, one I left off the list was abortions. Abortions will always open the door for spirits of murder to come in. And it's a big one in Asia. If you have an abortion, a spirit of murder will enter. Here's the interesting thing about abortions. Very often, once a woman's had an abortion, she has many problems afterwards. 
他需要脱离那想要死亡的一个命运 one, they suffer bleeding problems, complications in the womb, or miscarriages, or when they have a child, the child struggles with terrible rejection and sometimes with spirits of death around it. This but they're all interconnected. And uh, I've known children we've prayed for, and the previous one was aborted, and the child was born with a terrible grief and rejection. So, how do we minister to this? It's very, very simple. Number one, whatever sin we've committed, Jesus made provision for forgiveness. God forgives us. So forgiveness is made at the cross for every person who's ever had an abortion. That's the first thing. The person must own up to what they have done. And bring the sin to the cross. And be assured, I am forgiven. God does not judge me. God has forgiven me. But there's a little more to being set free. Usually at that point there needs to be deliverance from the uh, spirits that have come in. The shock and trauma. So usually we need to break the soul tie to the trauma. And forgive the doctors or people involved in the abortion. And forgive themselves. There's deep, deep feelings that women have in their heart about this. And we have found it very helpful to just do one further thing. First the sin. Then release forgiveness. 
then deliverance and cutting off the trauma. Here's the last thing we found extremely helpful. And it's quite heartbreaking. We've done this with women who've had miscarriages and also women who've had abortions. We ask them to listen to their heart and ask God to show them what their child was. And often in the moment they just tune into their heart. God tells them immediately whether this was a boy or a girl. And I have I remember praying with one lady, she had four abortions. And I said, God, show us what the children were. And I asked her to listen to her heart. And she and the Lord showed me, boy, girl, girl, boy. I said, what do you think you had? She said, girl, boy, boy, girl. I said, now ask the Lord to help you name them. Because even though you've just got rid of this thing, the spirit that was within this forming being is a human being, it's a spirit. And that spirit, that child has gone to be with God. And God undoubtedly has given him already a name. And you'd be amazed how frequently when we ask the person, the mother, to just ask to think about the child, a name will just drop in like that. And I've come to the conclusion, most likely Jesus has already given them a name. There is a special place in heaven reserved for children who are aborted or miscarried. We had encounters with heaven. And we ourselves had two children miscarry. A boy and a girl. And God made us aware that we needed to bring closure around this. So we shared with our family. We had a special family meal and a couple of orchids on the table. Tokamaming,那個男孩跟女孩。a little later in a meeting, both of them came and spoke to us. This was probably two or three years later. And both of them had had a vision in heaven and seen their brother and sister. And independently of one another could describe their personalities and what they were like. So we've become convinced that this is a very, very, this is a reality. That in heaven there's a place that children go where they grow and develop. And if you have aborted a child or miscarried a child, you will meet your child again. You will meet your child again. And so we found it very, very helpful for a woman to listen to her heart and identify was this a boy or a girl and give their child a name and release their child to the Lord. We have found often people just weep when this happens. Because it started with them believing a lie, it's nothing. And it ends with the reality 
I have lost my child. 最后一个现实呢，我失去了我的孩子。Only for a season. 我只失去了我的孩子。So today there may be some people who need ministry in this area. We want to believe God with you that you could be totally set free. Amen. Why don't we just stand up and just worship the Lord? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now there may be some people today and. You want to be free from sexual sin or sexual abuse. Maybe some people need to be free from sexual sin or sexual abuse. Maybe some people need to be free from sexual sin or sexual abuse. Maybe some people need to be free from sexual sin or sexual abuse. Maybe some people need to be free from sexual sin or sexual abuse. Men have been abused as well. And they've been in your heart deep, deep shame, deep, deep grief, this would be a great day for you to resolve that. Maybe some of you have done things you're so ashamed of. This is a great day to be free. Or maybe there's been an abortion or control or some kind of abusive relationship. This would be a great day to be set free. So I want you to make your way to the front. The sisters over here on the right and the brothers on the left. Let's just start to worship God. And let us just come and help. I believe that you're my. 
close your eyes now. I can feel tremendous grief. Grief that people are carrying. Both men and women. Grief over broken relationships. Grief over sexual sin. Grief over the damage it's caused. Over the defilement it's caused. But God is here. You know, when the woman was caught in adultery, Jesus said, I don't condemn you. He doesn't condemn you. But it's important you forgive those who've hurt you. And that you forgive yourself. If God has forgiven you, you can forgive yourself. Jesus was severely abused and hung naked on a cross. He carried your shame, the shame of nakedness, the shame of being vulnerable, the shame of being abused, the shame of being powerless. He has carried it and understands it. The shame of being rejected, of being treated like an object. He has carried your shame. He wants to help you. Now I want you just to be quiet now. I just want to speak to the sisters first of all. Many of you have suffered at the hands of men. They have used you, treated you shamefully, discarded you, done things to you you're so ashamed of. You're almost in shock. You can't believe it's happened to you. Or that you even allowed it to happen. Some of you have been deeply abused. And you're blaming yourself. You're blaming yourself for how you participated. But God does not blame you. He loves you. He's able to make you clean again. He's able to make you spiritually and emotionally totally clean. Now before we begin to minister to you, I want to stand as a representative of men. Of men who have hurt you, betrayed you and used you, done things sexually to you, you may never hear any man say this to you. But I want to stand on behalf of the men who hurt you. Who took all that you had to give. And then discarded you. And I want to say on behalf of each of those men. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. This has damaged you so greatly. I'm so sorry. Can you find it in your heart to forgive? 
And let go what has been done. Father in heaven, I bring this sin to you. Shameful sin of all these men. And Lord, I ask for your forgiveness. That the power of the sin would be broken. Shame and curses. Incest. Abuse. Fornication. Adultery. Perversion. Shameful things. That it would all be broken today. Jesus' mighty name. Father, let the power of your spirit come today. I want to lead you in a prayer now. I'd like us all to pray this prayer. And then as we pray, believe for God to cleanse you completely. After we've prayed the prayer, just worship the Lord. I will break all the sexual soul ties, commanding your soul and spirit to be free. The ungodly spirits to go. Those tormenting unclean perverse spirits. Command them to go. In Jesus' name. Will break their power over your life. It's important you forgive yourself. It's important you let go. It's important you let Jesus help you. I want to just stand in front of the men here. I have no doubt that among some of the men here, some of you have been homosexually abused. It has been traumatic and shameful. A dark secret in your soul that you dare not tell anyone of. You've tried to bury the shock and the horror and the shame of it all but it's within your soul and I want to stand on behalf of any man who has abused you and say I'm so sorry I am so sorry for what was done to you Father in heaven I ask forgiveness and pray that the power of this perversion will be broken today these men will be set free now I know that God is able to do a great work in this next half an hour I want you just to follow me everyone men and women in prayer Father in heaven I come to you in Jesus name I belong to Jesus Christ body, soul and spirit I am redeemed by the blood of Jesus from all curses and all sexual sin all demonic spirits Lord I ask you to forgive me now for my sexual sin I ask you to forgive me and to make me clean Lord I receive your forgiveness I forgive those who have hurt me rejected me made use of me I forgive them now I renounce all ungodly soul ties I cut them and break them now I cut all soul ties to people to images 
Lord, I ask you to set me free. go from my life. Now in Jesus' name. Okay, let's begin to worship the Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I break the power. I break the power. Spirits of aversion. Spirits of adultery.
Go! 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 Go!